What's going on, guys, and welcome to the Benchers Cleared Podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in sports. I'm Jesse Gutierrez. I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants, who went 5-6 and six last week. And I'm Tyler Cohen. I represent the Los Angeles Dodgers, who went a decent 6-4 and four last week. Last two, two weeks, weeks, my yeah, bad. No, no, the, the, the math doesn't really add up, but you get you get what we mean. Giants went under 500 again for these two weeks. Really encouraging stuff from the starters. It just seems like offense is just not going to happen for the rest of the year. It seems like almost like they've thrown in the towel, honestly. Uh, Logan Webb, shitty start against the Cardinals, then played the Pirates, a shitty team, did I, and then went to Atlanta and just freaking dominated. So um, really encouraging stuff from Webb. Tyler Beatty actually has been looking a lot better, even though his last start kind of didn't seem that well. But he just he, he wasn't missing as much. He like watching him wasn't taxing. Just hoping he's gonna find the strike zone one day. You know, it's like th- this time he, the Braves hit a bunch of home runs against him. It is what it is. Um, he needs to do a little better job locating, but at least he's not walking a hundred guys, which you know feels like the game's gonna last forever. Cueto had his first. Game where he gave up some runs against Atlanta. Looked like he was a little frustrated, couldn't get his command right. Um, he has come, just came back from Tommy John, so I feel like you know you're gonna have a couple games where you're off, and you know I think he only has one more start for the rest of the year. So it is what it is. Super excited to to have him back. Bumgarner really struggled in uh, Fenway. I mean, let's talk about uh, the 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 Boston series. And there's the question that always comes up with his road splits. His road ERA is north of five and a lot of people are worried because you know he's, he's going to be a free agent if he's going to get the money he wants and what the deal is if the Giants are going to have a little more firepower to bring him back because he pitches so well at Oracle Park. Shark has been good the entire year really excited that he's going to be back another year just super solid and you know a, a pleasant surprise um, it was honestly for nothing because I mean the season the season's over. But at the same time, it is really encouraging for the next year to maybe be. I thought you guys were coming. We already came. Do you don't remember? You don't oh, remember yes. the conversation? Yes, prematurely. We, we prematurely ejaculated. Yes, yes I rem- now I remember. I just wanted to hear you say it. Actually, the one person I feel like is being disrespected is Derek Rodriguez. He's had like the worst bad luck as far as like no run support so he's gotten a couple losses but his numbers have been really good these past couple uh, couple starts and he's the one that gets booted out of the rotation to the bullpen so um, I don't know if they're just trying to control his innings or, or what the deal is because I guarantee you Logan Wilms going to start his season in AAA next year I'm not exactly sure what the option situation is for Rodriguez he might have one more year for options as well as BD but I'm not 100% sure but I I see him being a starter. I don't think he's like a 1-2 guy, but I think he's a solid 4-5 guy. Maybe, you know, if he has a good year, a 3 guy. The Boston series, it was really cool, uh, really cool moments. Yastrzemski went back to uh, Fenway. I know he's never played there, but obviously the, you know, his, his famous grandpa that everyone just talks about. I, I, you know, I almost got like annoyed hearing about every single day hearing about, oh, it's Carl Yastrzemski's grandson. It's Carl Yastrzemski's grandson all the fucking time. Like, and then the Boston series, it was like, that's all we heard about. No, of course. It's, it was just so ridiculous. Like, like it was, how, the how many people... was a cool moment. But it was, like and the that, home run was a cool died. moment. Yeah, but the, the, the whole year, that's all we heard and, and, and talked about. And everyone just kept speaking about it like everyone doesn't fucking know. Like, like, no, like we haven't been talking about it ever since he came up. Right. And, like, how much can you beat a dead horse? Like, get like yes, we understand. But, I mean, he's having a great rookie year. So, like, let's maybe talk about him a little bit instead of, you know what well, I mean? It's like, it's like last year when 
after the Tyler Austin, Joe Kelly thing, it was like, anytime you'd hear either of those names in the conversation, that's all they would talk about is that little <laughs> fight. And it was, you know, after a week, I was like, okay, I'm over it. I'm done. And then when Tyler Austin went to the Giants and Joe Kelly's on the Dodgers, obviously that didn't play out. But it was that would have been like, awesome. It was like round two. It's coming. It's coming. And it's like, I, who cares? I would have cared. That would have been I mean, dope to been, see him it fight. Been, it would have been cool. That's what I'm saying. Again. That's what I'm saying. But it didn't. It did not. No. So until it happened, I didn't want to hear about it. I feel like Tyler Austin just would have went over to Joe Kelly and snapped him like a twig and just like drank his blood. You yeah, know, like flawless victory. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he guys he, a, like a monster. And yeah, Joe but Kelly's he, didn't, a, he didn't do shit against Joe Kelly the first time. Lastly, talk, I mean, a lot of players that begin um, playing time, like Davis, and they're really pushing Dickerson to be um, in, in the lineup every single day, even though he's struggling. I think it's a question of who's going to be in the outfield next year. Who are they going to you know, potentially use in trades and who they believe in? Because Davis is not looking good, but he has options, so he's gonna, he'll start the, uh, the year in AAA. But I think they just want to see who can handle big league pitching. And at the moment, Davis isn't there. Um, I think they want to see if Dickerson can stay healthy and if he's healthy, if he can go back to even close to what it was his first couple weeks in the big leagues. And one last thing, I'm so sick of people talking um, about Kevin Pillar saying like, Oh my gosh, I'm not sure if he's going to come back next year. I'm not sure if they're going to extend. He has one more year left on his contract. It's arbitration, so they're going to have to pay him like 7 to $10 million. But why the fuck would you not think he's worth it? I mean, yes, the, the defensive metrics are against them. He's just average in center field. But he's, he's a, one of the first 20 home run players the Giants have had in years. He's just fun to watch. And, he's, and who the fuck else are you going to put Steven Duggar out there who strikes out all the time? Yeah, yeah, Pilar does strike out a bit, but, like, but he fucking hits home runs, too. I think people don't realize, too, like, as the years have gone on, $10 million is an absolute bargain yeah. for someone of that caliber. Yeah. $10 million is not a lot of money no. at all. No. Not even close. I wouldn't I wouldn't pay $10 million for Pilar at the beginning of this year, but seeing how he played at AT&T Park, I mean, at Oracle Park, and how he's killing it there, like, why the fuck not would you... Like, no one else can hit there. Considering a qualifying offer this year is probably going to be a little bit north of $18 million, $10 million is an absolute steal. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, now on to a contending team. Like we were talking about, the Dodgers went... Just six for and another week. They're going to get swept by the Braves. <laughs> Dodgers went 6-4. and four. You know, it doesn't seem very impressive until you realize that they won three series and split a series in that time frame. So that's good, you know, looking at that. Pitching was okay. It got a little rocky at moments. But, you know, I think after yesterday, we're, we're ending on a high note going into the last two road trips of the season. Ryu pitched a great game yesterday. And more so than him pitching a great game, he finally did it. Babe, Ryu, it finally happened. We've been saying it all year. He finally went yard. And it looked like he couldn't care less. He hit a home run. I'm sure he was exhausted by the time he rounded third, and he comes into the dugout. How slow was that trot? It was, I bet you it was the slowest of the season by anyone. <laughs> and in no way was that a slow trot of, yeah, I'm the shit that was just like, I don't want to get, <clears throat> that's my maximum speed right here. I was going to say, when that ball was in the air, he was probably like, please, just just let it bounce over the wall or catch it or whatever. <laughs> but he looked dead tired when he came yeah, back. You can't expect me to run all these bases. This is bullshit. But it didn't affect his pitching after that. He pitched lights out, seven innings. Kenley Jansen came in and does what Kenley Jansen has been doing and gives us all a heart attack. Which is a perfect segue for what I really want to talk about today. 
Kenley Jansen should not be our closer. <sighs> I said it. If anyone disagrees, bum, you're bum, wrong. Bum. Kenley Jansen has shown over the last two months he's blown four saves, I think, in nine opportunities. Wow. And when you're saying, when you're trying to hold this guy up saying he's an elite closer, he's of the highest caliber, that's, those numbers do not reflect that whatsoever. No one would have thought anyone would say this, but Joe Kelly <laughs> should be our closer. That's, Joe Kelly has crazy. been lights out the past couple months, and when we're heading into the playoffs, I mean, if you're blowing four games, that's a series. That's yeah. game over. You lose. And, you know, Dave Roberts is trying to put him in these low leverage situations, trying to build his confidence up like he did with Joe Kelly, and it is not working. Every night, Kenley's at least giving up a run. He's walking people. People are stealing bases on him like crazy because he has the slowest delivery to the plate. I know it's not going to happen, and that's the most really? frustrating part about it. There is no way they demote him. There's no way. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Because as of right now, I feel I wouldn't feel safe putting him in in the eighth inning, in the seventh inning, unless we have an astronomical lead and we know playoff baseball, it's not going to be like that. It's a rare occasion when you have yeah. a four-plus run lead. So I'm super nervous because obviously he's going to make the playoff roster. He's going to be the closer. You know, I, I wish it wasn't that way. And for someone who's so analytically based, you would think Dave Roberts would make the move eventually, but he won't because they have so much money invested in him and they've, you know, spent all this time parading him around saying he's a high caliber closer and yada, yada, yada. They will not demote him and it might cost us in the playoffs. I don't understand the the idea of oh we're paying him so much money so we have to give him this this spot on the yeah, roster. Yeah, that is the most flawed That's, logic. Yeah, they they did that with when they when they gave Matt Cain the the fifth starting job it was a couple of years ago. I'm not saying they they don't deserve that money because because Jansen's you know deserved his money. He's, he's he was underpaid for a long time. Absolutely, Kane deserved his money. I'm not I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is. When you're not fit for that certain role, you shouldn't be taking up that much payroll plus fucking up games and gi- yeah. giving away <laughs> giving away games. And that's what I'm saying. It's like if you're playing this, paying this guy twenty million dollars a season, and all he's doing is blowing saves, I'd much rather give a guy seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to blow all those games. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just one of those. It's the the sunken boat fallacy of just. You keep dumping money into something that's not producing. And I wish it were different. I know it's not going to be. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully he can regain his form. But Mm -hmm. I'm really not holding my breath on this one. (laughs) I'm incredibly skeptical. All right. uh, We're going to move on to some news around the league. While the Pirates were at Oracle Park, there was a scuffle in the Pirates' locker room. Kyle Crick was... uh, This is Kyle Crick's story, by the way. uh, That Felipe um, Vasquez came out of the shower... And Crick was playing some music at his locker. Vasquez then told him, hey, turn it off or turn it down. I forgot. I don't remember if it was turn it down, turn it off. And Crick told him, nah, bro. Like, no thanks. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. That ain't, that, that ain't me. And then Vasquez can, just started punching him. And then there was a scuffle. Now, uh, I guess Crick cut his finger or something like that on the locker. Now he has season-ending surgery and his, his, uh, his season is over. And... Looking at Pirates Twitter, everyone was on Vasquez's side, obviously because he's... Until... Until... <laughs> until a week later, he found out he's a freaking kitty diddler piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, 
now all of a sudden, I mean, like you're going to have to change real quick. Yeah, no, you know you, there's no, there's no defending no. that now. And, and and that's what I'm saying. Like that was only Crick's story. And, you know, I would have loved to heard Vasquez's story, but now not, I don't give a fuck about his story. He yeah, has a right. piece of shit. Like, I don't know. And if he's allowed to play in MLB again, like, there's a problem there. I really don't think he will be. I don't think so I, either. I, I, I really, really don't. Obviously, I'm sure most people are in agreement. They really hope he doesn't. Yeah. But there is no way he should ever pick up a baseball ever again unless it's in the penitentiary league. Yeah, exactly. This is, if there's a, a longest yard version of... Uh, yeah, baseball, if he wants I don't to be know. like wild thing in major league, yeah. come from the penitentiary, <laughs> then be my guest. But anything other than that, I mean, and and there's a and it's a thing of, you know, it would be one thing if it was like, oh my gosh, I thought she was a certain age, and even then, it's still still the same shit. But you can maybe like, oh, I could see maybe where you get crossed up, whatever. Right. This guy admitted to trying to meet up with a 13 year old girl and was going to meet up with her after the season. When she's now 15 or something like that. Right, with the intention of having sex. Exactly, and was Not, sending her videos yeah, of him. Yeah, no. It, it's one thing if it's like, yeah, I met this girl on Tinder and said she was 18 and, you know, she has a Tinder, so I'm assuming, but really she was 17. Then it's kind of like, all right. Oh, uh, you're still all, a piece of shit, right, but, you know, we need maybe. need all the facts I, and blah, blah, blah. But this is, no, there's, no one could change my mind. I mean, no. he's an absolute piece of shit. And if anyone plays with this dude, like... That's all respect lost for anyone who even agrees to play with this dude or any organization that agrees to pick him up. Right. And, and that's the thing is I think no one will because they know the controversy no. surrounding it. Hell People no. aren't going to want to play with him. Mm-mm. And, you know, it, two months ago I was lobbying like, we need to get this guy. <laughs> and, you know, I wonder. How, how imagine, what it, would there be like a return policy if I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, I was thinking about it. And I was like, I wonder if Andrew Friedman, obviously no one knew about this situation, but I wonder if there was a, you know, people thought there might be a character flaw with Velasquez. So maybe that's not why we're going after and that, him. And that's what's crazy. Even, like, talking about, like, different situations with celebrities, like the Bill Cosby situation. Like, there was rumors, you know, that came out. Like, people, like, even D.L. Hughley was, like, sorry, D.L. Hughley got, <laughs> you <Yeah>. mouth it? <laughs> You're helping me? I want to help you say it right. You got it, bro. You got- I, I believe in you. <laughs> D.L. Hughley, like... Came out and was like, yeah, I had him on a radio show and I freaking called them out. And then they had to delete everything because of like lawyers and all this kind of shit. But like, I, like that's another thing. Like, is was there whispers about it? Was there like, you know, or did he keep it under wraps that well? Did people maybe not know? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I feel like Kyle Crick out of anyone probably feels like pretty... Like vindicated yeah, exactly. in the sense of like, <laughs> dude, yeah, he told me to turn my music down. Well, uh, he's a piece of shit and he yeah. has a lot bigger things oh my God. about now. I guarantee you, right when Kyle Crick went home, he was thinking, shit, I'm getting traded this offseason. There's no way I'm right. staying in. But now all of a sudden he's going to be Mr. Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's, he's going to be the closer next yeah, year. He's the hero. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, I beat up a, a child rapist, so <laughs> do with that what in- you will. Infinite wins. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> More news around the league. Uh, there's a video surfacing where Amir Garrett strikes out Kyle Schwarber and does like a little like pump up, you know, like bangs his chest a little bit, walks off the mound with his head down. And then all of a sudden Kyle Schwarber yelling at him, hey, sit the fuck down. Basically, like stop trying to show me up and sit the fuck down. And then Amir Garrett does this because <laughs> he just got in trouble. He's the dude that, that ran across and, and punched one of the Pirates. And I don't even know who it was. Took on the entire Pirates team. But then instead of like going after him, he ran in the dugout and putting his hands up, just basically showing him, hey, you're dumb as fuck. Like this is some – and do you really think that anyone on the Cubs 
can like to be the one to say, hey, don't show me up. To be that old school guy when you have Javier Baez on your team. Yeah, no. Who's going to pimp any ball he hits yeah. out? And also, Kyle Schwarber sucks. So I don't <laughs> care. I don't, <clears throat> I, I'm not a fan of his whatsoever. So I'm okay with it. I'm not not a fan. I wouldn't say he's one of my best, favorite players. But what I'm saying is, is like if you're gonna be okay with pimping home runs and everything, then pitchers are gonna start showing you up too. And newsflash, um, do you not realize how averages work? Pitchers usually get the best of you. If you hit the pitcher three out of ten times, you own the dude. Right. So now he has seven times to freaking do the degeneration next. Ugh, suck it <laughs> for your you know one home run out of ten times yeah. where you flip the bat and do a backflip. And if anything, Kyle Schwarber should be worried about how uh, they've lost five or six <laughs> games in a row exactly. and they're not going to make the postseason. And now. I'm sorry, Amir Garrett looks like he can just beat the shit. Just how tall he is and how like his arms are super light. Right, and he's definitely not afraid of Kyle Schwarber because he's not afraid of taking on five <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates. So I'm not. I'm pretty sure he's not very intimidated by Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. So basically, if you're okay with pimping home runs, you need to be okay with pitchers slapping slapping some chest. Giants AAA affiliate the Rivercats won the national. Triple-A championship, so that that was really cool. One thing I really don't understand about the Triple-A championship thing, the first two matchups are series. They're like five-game series. And then the main championship game for the... It's one fucking game. Yeah. Like, at least... I mean, why don't you do three, three, five? But you know what's weird is I'm pretty sure Double-A, it's a three-game series for the championship. That would make more sense, but... and, And another thing, too... When Triple A championships start happening, people get called up, so it's not even really even the same team. And I felt like, like, damn, do they really want? Do they like? Because the first series they called up fucking everybody. They called up Gustave, Selman, Davis, Rickard, all all away up to the Giants, right? Which you know they they wanted the call. I'm sure they'd rather be there. So it is what it is. But then the championship game. They called up Gerber and Adams too, just like to take it. Like, do you guys want to lose? I don't get it. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. But um, another thing that happened during this this couple weeks, Bruce Bochy got his 2,000th win. Um, it's probably something we're never going to see again. And at least no coach is going to get credit for it because it's all going to be GM stuff because, I mean, now it seems like everyone's talking about how head coaches are nothing but... Babysitters? Yeah, babysitters <laughs> when, and GMs are making all the calls. So I, I, I don't think we're ever going to see it again. I mean, managers are just the scapegoats. They always get fired. Like, Andy Green was just fired. Was he really? Yeah, you didn't know that. When was this? Like two or three days ago. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Now, and now there's a big uh, speculation that Bruce Bochy's going to manage the Padres now. No way. No, and he's a, a lot of people are like, oh, he's going to at least take the call. He's He just went on a farewell tour, all right? There's no way he's, he's coaching next year. If he was ever open to coaching, maybe a year or two down the road, maybe – I'm going to continue to believe Bruce Bochy when he says, no, dude, I'm done. I might manage like the WBC or something, you know, you know, come out of like a little, it's not even like coming out of retirement. It's like more like a vacation yeah, type thing. Yeah, it's a thing. fun. Yeah. There's no pressure. So I'm not, yeah. And I'm, I'm also um, not going to talk about, I mean, no way that Bruce Bochy was, is, is listening to this shit, but I, I like the, the, the example set by, by reporters that they're not talking about the new manager. Um, they're going to let Bruce Bochy figure out his thing. We have a long off season ahead of us of waiting till February to to find out if Gar- who Garrett Cole is going to sign with. So we could talk about that then. Hopefully the Dodgers. <laughs> Hopefully I would not. not be surprised. Yeah. All right, poll time. So we asked you, who would you want to avoid in the playoffs? Obviously, we're talking about the Dodgers here. Twenty five. Sure. 
I mean, we can go. I mean, there's a chance that time travel can happen. And I was going to say, I'm pretty sure mathematically it's impossible, but I mean, math's all fake listen, anyways, right? Listen, mathematics, they don't need that when you have heart, okay? Fuck I, mathematics. I got a grade school diploma and I don't know shit to anyone. <laughs> we asked you, who would you want to avoid in the playoffs? 25% of you said the Nationals, 56% of you said the Braves, 10% of you said the Cardinals, 9% of you said the Cubs, which at this point doesn't seem like it really matters anymore because <laughs> the Cubs don't look like... They're no. going to be in there. So we, we'll just slide in the Brewers right there. You know, this kind of segues into something that I wanted to talk about. I'm afraid of the Braves, for sure. I mean, if anyone in the National League is going to give us a tough time, I really think it's going to be the Braves. But then again, given the history, I, I'm i weary of playing the Cardinals as well. <laughs> just, just, and we're going to have to play one of them if we make it past the DS, which I'm hoping we do. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to scale it back and talk more of, who do I not want to play in the NLDS? And I do not want to play the Washington Nationals. Yeah, that's that's why I would even say that more than the Braves. Yeah. Well, the only thing about the Nationals is their bullpen is a fucking joke. Right, but I mean... But their starting pitching, their starting pitching can go eight innings every single time, like one through four. Yeah, and this is something... Well, I don't I think know who we, the fourth guy is. One through three for one sure. Through three. Yeah. And this is something I think we talked about previously, is at least... I mean, I don't. I mean, you would imagine that Max Scherzer is going to pitch the wild card game. Of course, you know, in a three game series, you're going to have to see Strasburg, Corbin, and Scherzer at least once. And that's the thing too. Being an offset, you know, with how dominant they are, that means Scherzer is going to face your number three guy. That's an automatic win. Like at least when it's lined up, it's head to head. You know what I'm saying? One yeah. and one, two versus two, and then there's battles but, there. But the thing is, for the Dodgers, I don't think there's a clear cut. There's a clear cut one, two, three. Everyone, you're right. You know, I think it's definitely between Kershaw and Ryu for the number one spot, and Bueller will probably slot as the third. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Bueller in any other rotation could easily be the number two guy, maybe a fringe one guy. Any given day, Bueller can go eight or nine. Right. (laughs) It just depends which one, which version you get. Exactly. But But I would Scherzer, Scherzer, you know he's going to be on. Right. Like it's it's so rare if he's off. So. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be a Brewers fan come that wild card game, and I'm hoping the Brewers keep winning so they can get home field advantage for that one game because I think we face up, we match up against the Brewers a lot better. And then, you know, when it comes to the NLCS, if we were to make it that far, Braves, Cardinals, I think it's just a crapshoot. I don't really think we match up against one any better than the other. Pull time for the Giants. In Barry Zito's newest book, he admits a pain, to a quote, quote, painful confession that he began rooting against the Giants in the 2010 playoffs after being left off the roster. Should this piss you off as a Giant fan? 26% said, yeah, it's bullshit. 39% said, we won, so I don't care. And 35% said, hell no, rally Zito. And my answer would be, hell no, it doesn't piss me off. Okay, because they still won in 2010. All right, I I tweeted out, I don't give a fuck if he was pulled a shooter McGavin and hired someone to freaking distract him, <laughs> you know, distract the players to try. They still won it if they if they were lost in 2010, maybe. But it doesn't bug me because Barry Zito wiped away all the bad shit against him, the bad contract, all that shit with the two starts in 2012. They were gonna go home game five of the 20 2012 uh, NLCS and pitched the game of his life against the Cardinals, it was like, oh, shit. You know, like, okay, we're probably going to forgive him. And then beat Justin Verlander, game one of the World Series. So I don't give a fuck what he does. Okay, that man is a saint. 
All right, and I would sacrifice my firstborn son for this man, okay? Okay, I, I mean... Not, that might be a little much, but you get what I'm saying. Okay, so one, not being a Giants fan, I don't care, but I understand that he, he helped win you a World Series in 2012, but this would absolutely piss me off. Hell no, Rally Zito. You know what that just tells me? Giants fans are dumb. Because how... First of all, it takes some balls for him to admit that he was rooting against his team. Yeah. That's paying him an exuberant amount of money because yep. that Barry Zito contract was terrible. Oh, yeah. But how could you let that go? Like, I think you can separate, okay, he helped win a World Series, but, like, just the malice he must have felt, like, rooting against his own team, yeah. that's the problem with sports nowadays, I think, is there's not that team aspect, and it's just an individual accomplishment kind of thing. It, it, I don't know. And here's the thing, though. Like, in the book, I, I, I listened to the audiobook. I'm not a reader, so if I would have read it, I probably would have got it wrong. So I listened to the audiobook, and it's not like he was like, oh, yeah, fuck them. He was like, I was in such a shitty place in my life that I was about myself. That's the whole point of, like, okay. most of the book. It was like, I was in such a shitty place that I was even as low as to, that's what I'm saying, painful confession. He was like, I, like, I don't think he was, like, literally, like, you know, yes, go fucking Rangers. Tigers exactly. <laughs> well, no, it was 2010, so it was Rangers. So, oh, that's um, right, that's right. but I guarantee, like in his head, it was like, and he said, like, you know, I wanted them to lose because one, I wanted to go home. The shame of the reporters asking me every single fucking day, you know, what's it like to be the, you know, 126 dollar million dollar man the sitting on the, be- you know, sitting not even on the roster, and it would prove that. They couldn't win without him. He said selfishly. It, like he admitted, I was in a selfish, shitty place. It wasn't, you know, he's not advocating it. He was just saying, like, this is how low I was. Yeah. So for it to bug you as a giant, I would, like, now. I'm sh- if he would have said it in 2010, like, when he was there, like, fuck them, I'm rooting against them. Yeah, be pissed. But it's after the fact. It's nine years later. He redeemed himself completely, fully. I love me some Barry Zito. That man can do no wrong in my eyes. Now that it's being framed in that aspect, <laughs> as a human being, I can emphasize. Or I kind of wanted to stop you, but I was like, I'm gonna, I want to see what he yeah, goes with no, this. No, no, no. <laughs> as a human being, I can empathize with that, you know, being low and being in a bad place and thinking just about yourself. Now, it makes it, it, makes it understandable. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think it's right what he did. No, but, but I mean, that's what, that's what the question is, 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 should you be mad at him for that? Right, and... Now I would say no. No. Heck no. That's where I'm at. I'm at no Riley Zito. Um, Bench is cleared podcast. We could admit when we're wrong. <laughs> Fuck no. No, we can't. All right? We're coming. <laughs> we're, still, we're still coming. I'm never wrong. Yeah, that's not how our, our, our man uh, Mick Mac at Michael Chavez 26 feels. He said, well, it's his fault for pitching like ass. He should have blamed no one but himself for missing the postseason. I would have loved to see him look on his face after the Giants won. Like I said, he felt like shitty for it afterwards. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he subcon- was literally cheering. I just think in his head he was thinking, you know, I want I want them to lose so I can get the fuck out of here. Because he didn't want to go home and seem like a bitch, basically. He was like, I'm going to stay here and pretend, like, basically be like, I'm with everybody. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it would be very different if he shows up, you know, wearing a Nelson Cruz jersey. <laughs> I mean, that would be completely different. Baseball poll time. We asked you guys, let's talk balls. These 2019 balls, how do you feel about them? 35% said keep them. 59%, which is the most, said bring the old ones back. And 6% said bring on more juice. We want it more. I feel like you can make the argument for two of those, except put more juice in them. That's 
No, absolutely <laughs> not. That would no. Well, our guy Austin at a a ka, aka H twenty four says, "I don't mind the offense." Shrug. Like I, I get it. Like, but I thought the whole point of the, like time clocks and shit, we we're supposed to try to make the game shorter. More offense means the games go longer. I don't understand the whole process in this. But I think what they're trying to appeal to is, you know, people who don't have a love for baseball and didn't grow up, you know, kind of playing baseball and just falling in love for the game for what it is. What is going to entice them is offense, is home runs, is, you know, the Jose, ba- the Jose Bautista bat flip type shit. So Those are the fans that do the wave, and I am for that shit. Right, that. And, and nor am I. And those are probably the people that if the NL got a DH, they'd be happy about it. And um, there's a lot of things in, in, in today baseball that I have problems with, like juice juice balls I'm not a huge fan of and, you know, stri- strike out or home run type approaches. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm also sick and tired of these old fucking players telling fucking lies, all right? We got guys like Aubrey Huff over here, ex-giant, talking like, oh, man, if I... If I played during these juice balls and the shifts, I'd be hitting 400 and hitting 50 bombs. Like, bullshit, Aubrey. Your average okay? would be lower. Your power might be up a little bit. Yeah. But you had you had one good year with the Giants, and yeah. you, you talk like an idiot online. Yeah. How many people, if, you, if you're not a fan of a team that Aubrey Huff played for, how many people even know who Aubrey Huff is? <laughs> exactly. That, I think I that mean, point is proven I, right there. I feel like a jerk. Like, he, wanted, he, helped, he was a huge part of 2010, first World Series. You know, I should love the guy, but he just runs his mouth so much. And I just hate the whole old players that like, like, for instance, George Brett said, oh, I, I would, I'd be hitting 400. I'd believe George Brett because George Brett is the shit if they did the shift on him. Okay. Maybe I can understand that. But Aubrey Huff, bro, let's be real. You were never as good as someone like Posey. All right. And Posey can't hit these balls right now because these pitchers are crazy. And you know, he's towards the end of his career. Yeah. Let's just be real. <clears throat> but your average ain't going up. All right, you're not. You can't hit the other way. I don't believe that for one second. Yeah, I would respect someone more if, you know, they had played 30 years ago and they would come and say, "Yeah, you know, I would probably be hitting worse if a guy could throw me a 103 mile an hour fastball and <laughs> with then, movement." Yeah, and then hit me with a 86 mile an hour curveball exactly. the next pitch. These That's guys are constantly. I could respect. Exactly, we're constantly progressing. I don't want to say we're like I'm like I play baseball. We're a part of it. Yeah, we're a part of it. We're I mean, in this I podcast. Can throw 103 mile an hour fastball, yeah, exactly. no problem. It's not you a big can't. Deal. Absolutely. Um, no, like, but baseball is constantly progressing, so I don't I don't really even want to hear it. Also, another point is as far as like bringing the old ones back, it's not like they can't. Because at first I was like, well, they do a different distributor now, and you know, it's, you know, the the argument is that they're made by machine, not hand, so they're perfect, so they you know carry further maybe but they're still making the ones for double a so obviously they can still make those ones so they can bring it back if they want they're not going to change the balls there's just no way what they're going to do is they're just going to make pitchers adjust yeah and i think the more likely scenario is maybe single a and double a start using major league baseballs because it doesn't make any sense to me that they're different balls especially when now i think you're seeing a lot more of double a guys getting called up right to the majors Rather than going through AAA, it mu- that I mean, it's like swinging with a donut. You right. know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden it's light. Now yeah. pop flies and are I mean, out even there. if it's just the seams being different, I mean, if you pitch for four years with that ball, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you have to perform at the major league level, or level, or else you're going to get sent down. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to adjust to a different ball. It's like the guys coming over from Japan or Korea 
that ball is smaller. So paying these guys millions and millions of dollars to throw a different ball, I mean, that that makes a huge difference. Definitely. Next week outlooks, we got the last week of the Giants season, unless they can create a time (laughs) machine. Um, It's going to be the Rockies and the Dodgers. Bumgarner's the only one who's going to have two starts. He's going to be pitching Bochy's last game, and he might be pitching his own last game. Who knows if he's going to come back. I think next year, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to do some shows uh, in the offseason and talk more about what's going to happen next year. But it's really important to, to test these guys at the major league level to see, you know, to really see who's going to be in the conversation for ne- next year's team. But super excited to see everyone one more time and, you know, to give Boch a last curtain call Proper and cry your, cry, cry your eyes out like a little bitch-ass bitch like I am. Uh, well, I'm going to be at work. I'm not, I can't cry at work. But I'm I mean, still gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm gonna cut my finger off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but and coming up for the last season of the Dodgers, we last are... season of the Dodgers, like it's a TV show. It's they're being canceled. <clears throat> that would be my dream. I'm so high on drugs right now. You have no idea. <laughs> Percocet, um, Molly Percocet. <laughs> the last two series of the Dodgers season, we're gonna be on the road um, tomorrow, the 24th of September. We're starting a series in San Diego. I mean. This is more or less just kind of a tune-up, but the big deal tomorrow is Rich Hill is going to be starting after coming back and kind of tweaking his knee. So Mm. he's going to be pitching with a brace on. He says he feels comfortable with it. Hopefully he can go at least two with no issue. If that does happen, he will get another start before the end of the season. So that's kind of the the biggest thing that I'm curious about. Also, I would love for Cody Bellinger to be able to crank out four more home runs. And beat Sean Green's home run record because I'm not a fan of Sean Green whatsoever. So that would be great. Really? Yeah, really not. Um, we'll have to get into what, that. Is Verdugo going to be back or no? Or is he out for not the for the DS. Oh, so he, maybe he could be CS. back for the CS, which is scary to bring <clears throat> him back with like not even a rehab. So that would right, and that's something we're going to have to be yeah. monitoring. And especially since Jock seems to <clears throat> be really shitty throughout the season, just turn on on the postseason. So and and Jock's had maybe the best regular season he's ever had this year. Yeah. So. It's definitely a little just, less worrisome. Just don't put him at first base. Yeah, no, that was an experiment gone wrong. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. I, I made that joke, and I was kind of looking down, and that silence kind of scared me. I thought maybe you would have stabbed me in the neck or something. Oh, I thought you thought you, I was going to be like, yeah, put him at first base. He's great. No problem. I just have a blind loyalty to my team. So, you know, three games in San Diego and then three games in San Francisco. I think what we're going to be looking for is just consistency, making sure, you know, everyone's the the whole machine's kind of running at tip top level so you know obvious and also i mean a big thing too is we haven't locked up home field advantage for the cs yet either so we're still you know trying to get home field advantage throughout the world series doesn't look like that's going to happen but at least we can get it for all the national league playoffs but the braves are playing really well so we just we got to win at least four out of six and, you know, lock up that home field advantage throughout the CS. One last thing, I want to send a message to Dodger fans. You know, everyone uh, has this idea that World Series, it's just... It's, it's World just going to be given to you? It's just given... You guys are so fucking spoiled. You have no idea how, how crazy that sounds that it's just given. You know what I'm saying? Like, that the Nationals aren't real, that the Braves aren't real. Not a lot of teams have done it because it's so fucking rare. Like, if, like, I understand, you know, two World Series in a row, you want to just keep getting back there and, you know, uh, and everything. But 
you if you have this idea that it's World Series or bust, you're gonna bust, dude. I'm sorry, but it's just not gonna happen that way. Like it's just like 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 these teams are just a breeze through. It's done. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's it's gonna be a bust no matter what, but I think people need to realize, especially. You know, we had such a great yeah. season in 2017. Finally got back to the World Series. Great. Then the expectation was to get back there in 2018. I don't know if people remember how difficult it was. I mean... 2018, yeah. We almost... We almost, almost didn't, make didn't the even postseason. win the division. Almost didn't even make the postseason, period. It was yeah. it was the last game. Even I mean, we even... had to go to 163. Yeah. And then if you lose that one wild card game, you don't even make it. And then we had to go to seven games with the Brewers. I mean, nothing's given to you at all yeah so i i i would just i wouldn't i wouldn't act like it's a cruise that's all i'm saying and that's my message be worried not don't be like ah i'm not gonna start paying attention to the world series because that's all that would matter that's how i feel i don't think anyone's really said that but that's just like the vibe i'm getting no i I mean i've definitely gotten that too you can't expect anything the only thing i expect right now is to play in the National League Division Series because that is promised. We know that's happening. Hopefully we can win. If we play like I know we can, we should. But on any given day, any team can win. That's all I'm going to say. This episode has been brought to you by Renovation Candles. Renovation Candle Company. We're the best fucking candles in the world. For sure. <laughs> official official slogan. We keep on changing their slogans every week. One's yeah. going to stick eventually. Yeah, eventually I'm going to print that on one of the <laughs> um, Make sure you guys check us out on Twitter. Send us your trash talk. Also, if you guys have you know, a hot topic that you guys want us to talk about that you think we, we haven't, send that to us. Uh, we'd love to see it. Make sure you interact with the polls. So follow us on Twitter at BenchesClearedP. Also follow us on Instagram at Benches Cleared Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review to help us grow. And thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.